Hello, hello, hello. Bienvenidos, mis amigos. What is up? Today is Monday, April the 2nd. It's already April. My goodness. But welcome into episode 16. Yes, Had to switch it up in Spanish after 15. But the 10 and 6 is uh, episode 16. Here in the Puro Caballero Show, it's your host, Mara Mario Caballero. Just chilling here on this uh, kind of, I don't know, overcast Monday. This is weird here in LA. The weather's just been kind of fluky compared to how it normally is in SoCal. We're just blessed beyond belief, but in any event, you know, we're going to have to bitch and moan when things aren't how we're normally used to. But a little colder than normal. Still kind of in the 60s, which is a little surprising here. I'm not complaining. I kind of like that weather. But anyway, this is a kind of kind of weird Monday. Kind of a melancholy Monday. And I even even heard that damn weekend album. So I have no idea if it's uh, if it's any good or not. But uh, I'll have to I'll put that on my list. I'll listen to it sometime this week. I'll give you all the review later. But yeah, I don't know, it was kind of a weird, I was in a weird space today, just in a weird kind of funk, a little fog, just like my body and mind were in just uh, on a good playing field, a good plane, just, everything just seemed off. It's just, uh, it was kind of Monday where you just kind of, I don't know, question where your place in the world is and start to ask yourself questions of why am I doing this? What's going on? What's the big importance? Like, start to kind of get the figure in your head and think of like macro thoughts, big picture stuff, which can be distracting. It just leads you down rabbit holes, but that's kind of where I was today. Just kind of off in that old world. Even at work, just kind of off in the distance. Couldn't really concentrate. It was just one of those things, one of those days. Um, just just in that weird headspace, and it's just a probably a carryover from the weekend. But you know, one other thing too, I was just considering is just uh, you know I've been working for months and months and months to kind of get to the point in a job that I'm at, or was able to you know achieve a something I've been looking forward to, and trying to get my standing my placement in the company I was able to actually finally achieve that last week so feels like a you know job well done and I feel like I deserve it but sometimes when I get to the end of the finish line I just get to the point when you look around and you try to ask yourself a question as to like okay what next where do I go from here where's the next motivation so sometimes I think I fell in that pattern in my life where it's like you get to that certain point, you reach that mountaintop, and then it's hard to find the next one or to be motivated to do it again. So sometimes I feel like I fall into that pattern. I think my mindset might have been kind of in that same same headspace there at work today. But uh, in any event, it was, uh, I don't know, just kind of in the fog. I know people have had those days 
you know, you can't always be 100% all the time. It's tough because if I've had long stretches of just trying to put on 100% focus and attention and effort, and that takes something out of you. So just, uh, I'm glad to be at the position I'm at, but yeah, now's the time where I just kind of, kind of refocus, and I think that's sometimes even the hardest part of the whole process, getting that focus back. And oh yeah, another thing I forgot to mention too is if uh, sound a little weird today is. I bit my goddamn tongue eating some goddamn wing stop yesterday. It's fucking delicious. Oh my god. Mango habanero. Whew. Fall off the bone. Shout out to Ace. Just one, three, one against the Rangers. But yeah. Tongue a little fat, so I kind of feel like I'm talking a fat tongue and shit. You know what I mean? Anyway. Another thing that was really bothering me too, I think it was my sleeping pattern. I just got really, really jacked this whole weekend. Because uh, I kind of saw the finish line for Linton season. The Easter is right there. And I kind of just, I don't know, I kind of let up at the finish line. To be honest with you. And I gave myself built in excuses and I need to stop. Definitely needs a limited amount of times I'd be going out on the weekend because that shit screwed me over. So I got pretty turned on Friday night, which because I think it was just because I was antsy and I had money in my pocket because I just got paid. But I was thinking about staying in. Eventually, decided not to. Had a friend who was like, "Hey, I'm going to this show. We're going to this little party, a little shindig." And I was like, "Oh, word! That sounds interesting. I might be down." But then. Um, yeah, ended up going and probably shouldn't have. In all honesty, probably should not have. Yeah, so Friday night ended up being a wash. I mean, strike one. I had to drive all the way fucking all the way near downtown and met up at my homie spot. And strike two. It was a show that's like. It's pretty whatever party crew. I guess it puts it on. It was like pretty whatever. I mean, they've I've gone to some good things, but from them before, so I probably was duped because of that from my experience. But kind of a smaller, smaller type type operation. Strike three. It was at a new venue that I never heard of and I never been to, and was in a sketchy-ish part of uh, L.A. A lot of people would have been like, Nah, nah, fuck that shit. I'm out. But I've been to sketchier shit in the past. I ended up be bumping. So sometimes those can be some good parties. So I rolled the dice on the venue. And uh, yeah, it ended up being a kind of a bust. We actually had to pay cover to get in that shit. And that shit was fucking. It might have been like 20, 30 people tops. And it's kind of dead. So we're only there for maybe like an hour or two. But I got pretty. Pretty turn. Pretty shwasty. So. That kind of fucked me up. I fucked me up for the next day. Ended up going back. I passed out at uh, my friend's living room. And yeah, just uh, what was the next day? Saturday. Woke up with the friend's roommates. We all went to go grab some breakfast. Didn't really do shit. So did that. Kicked it. Drove all the way back down to South Bay. Back to the crib. I hear San Pedro 
drove back and then just kicked it here for most of the day. Watched a little bit of the NCAA tournament and then I think there was some baseball on, some other shit. Yeah, not didn't not a whole heck of a lot. I was just Saturday during the day, but then later, come to find out, there's actually this crazy show with Brownies and Lemonade and Fool's Gold. So Brownies and Lemonade is this party crew out here in LA. They be throwing like a bunch of cool gigs and shit. They've been blown up, and kind of been there for a little bit of it, or a good chunk of it. Seen them start off doing shows at the um, you know, these little, small, tiny venues, and then at the, um, Lock and Key, out in the back of the Lock and Key, that bar there in Koreatown, just a cool little spot, so that's when they really started, and that's how they got going, now they're doing, like, shit with Ultra, shit with freaking Coachella, shit with, like, all the big 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 music uh, venue type type folks so they're, they're going up but they had a uh, a show with fool's gold and they had some dope acts there dj daniel from gladiator um andrew lucci um let's see paper diamond i'm missing somebody i know i'm missing somebody so give me one moment we're gonna fucking find this shit out yeah, because it was, uh, of course, the main homie, the big, big, big homie, is, uh, hold on a second, actually. I'll let you know who I fucking forgot. Oh, Medio, 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 Andrew Lucci, who else? Yeah, did I miss somebody? Did I miss somebody? Yeah. That's them. And then A-Track. The big, big Papa A-Track. That shit was fucking crazy. A-Track's amazing. He's one of my favorite acts. Not even just favorite DJs. Favorite acts. I've seen him about four or five times now. Seen him as part of Duck Sauce. Seen him do solo shit. Seen him as part of... DJ with the... Visible Scratch Pickles. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Bunch of stuff. He was really good. I liked him. I'm always down for, to, to see him. And I got really, really fortunate to be able to get in there. So, shout out to homie Frank. Shout out to homie Iris. At Frank was just there. Frank was just here, excuse me. At Sierra Sounds. Um, but yeah, we, we went out Saturday night. And that shit was bumping. So, I stayed there the whole time. That was until like 2, 2 or 3 in the morning. And once again... Crashed at the homie's crib unintentionally, man. Every time I just uh, laid down on their couch, they had this one, this the one-seater couch, whatever. Love, not love seat. What is it? Not a recliner. Y'all know what I mean. Anyway, just sat down in that sucker and, man, easy. Just saw some Z's. And then woke up Sunday morning. It's about 8 a.m. at that point. I was the only one left, and I was like. There was about four or five people there in the living room when I went to bed. So I was like, oh, shit. So just decided to dip on home. A little hungover, but good enough to drive. So got back home. Ended up getting some shitty fucking McDonald's breakfast or whatever. 
scarfed that shit down. There was some what was on TV. A little bit of everything. I was watching some EPL soccer. There was some Major League Baseball on. I think NBA was on too, but ended up passing out once again about like 10 or 11. And I didn't wake up until like after 2, 2.30. Yep. That was my Sunday. About 2, 2.30. Got some food about like 3 or 4. That's when I got bit my fucking tongue of eating Wingstop. And I passed out again around like 5.30. And woke up again about... What time was it? About midnight? Yeah, midnight. And that's a weird ass time to make up to wake up at. So I was up for like another hour or two and then passed out a little bit later. My body like was just not feeling it last night and fucked my back up, I think. Tweaked it sleeping wrong. Not sure how I did it, but it was done. My back got fucked up, so dealing with that shit today at work was melancholy as Monday but yeah it is what it is so oh yeah I guess the reason for that show though for Saturday night it was uh, A-Track's birthday so shout out to A-Track um obviously happy birthday in Hebrew uh, I'd say that uh don't feel like I'm gonna end up so yeah feliz cumpleaños amigo yeah, the most crazy though, you know what's so crazy? The venue on the second day was the same exact venue as the first day. <laughs> so it was a complete drastic overhaul, like one vibe to the other. Because there was a line that stretched around the block of people trying to get into that shit. And I know for damn sure, majority of them didn't get in. So once again very 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 lucky and happy the fact that i got to go see that shit that was cool we had a good time had a very good time but uh i guess just wanted to bring this up to my next point is just man i've I've gone to way too many damn shows in my life man and i feel like i've just enjoyed myself way too much and my hearing is like starting to get fucked and I, i can like start to feel it it's it's not good not good at all I have these earplugs that I be wearing now too when I go to like live shows. Um, I've had a couple different brands. Let me bring these suckers out just to reiterate my point. These ones are some downbeats. Got these ones off of uh, Amazon. They're really solid, just little plastic ones. Sometimes I get the long stem ones so that they could uh, can pull them in and out of your ear a little easier. But the ones that are kind of molded, those ones don't really fit in my ears that well. And that's like kind of the problem that I've had with like earbuds in the past. So these ones are good because they're just round plastic. And they fill up the space from where your ear canal is at pretty well. And yeah, those are those are pretty good. But even when I wear those sometimes, man, my, my ears be ringing the next day. When I don't wear them, maybe ringing sometimes for like a day and a half. And that's not good, man. Be having like tinnitus just not taking care of your ears so if you're uh if you're someone like me that enjoys music man enjoys live shows definitely invest in some of those before it's too late because i think it it's not too late for me even but i'm still even feeling that from what i did the stupid shit i used to do back in the day you know like stand in front of the the crowd right there next to the stage in front of the speakers 
no protect, no ear protection, like for hours and for days, for days and days. It just kind of went hard for years. So, yeah, it's something I enjoy, but it's something you gotta be careful with. It's kind of like everything in this life. You gotta gotta have some moderation, man. Can't be drinking too many beers, too many red stripes. Okay, that's my. Sh- and we're back. Yeah, sorry, the microphone looks like got unplugged and had a couple things I got to do in the kitchen. But anyway, I know we were talking about uh, hearing hearing issues that I had, my hearing plugs that uh, I'd be wearing from time to time. Definitely suggest other people to go ahead and buy a pair if you don't have one already or if you're just somebody who goes to a lot of loud noises, a lot of loud venues. Maybe you're into NHRA drag racing. Hell, maybe Formula One's your your jam. Maybe you happen to be a Sacramento Kings fan who went to uh, who had season tickets through the year 1998 and 2006. You know, I'm trying to think, what was the loudest NFL stadium? Mm, New Orleans, maybe. Atlanta, now Atlanta is some cheating motherfuckers. I remember they got caught pumping noise into their their home crowds, which is uh, that's just weak. That's just weak, Atlanta. Y'all do just need to get up and start making noise. Uh, I guess Oracle, aka Oracle Arena in Oakland. Some people will say, but yeah. In any event, definitely, definitely invest in you to some earbuds. But Sunday, yesterday, that was Easter, a.k.a. the end of Lent in time. And I'm not going to lie. Well, I'll fess up to a lie. I'll show you, say that. But uh, when I called my family, I definitely told them that I went to Easter Mass. As uh, you all well know, that did not happen. Hangover process was in full effect. And, yeah, that uh, I was just not... Uh, Wanted to be in public or to see the light of day, really. If I could avoid it, so it did not happen. But yeah, I think it's just it's just easier to lie to friends and family sometimes. And I think that's just on one set of scenario, one situation. I mean, especially being a Latino in America, Catholicism is like a like the second trait that comes across. It's like, oh, you're Mexican? Oh, yeah, then you believe in fucking Jesus Christ and his 12 apostles, then. I damn sure best believe you do. Also, if you're Filipino. So, pretty much anywhere the Spaniards were, they just kind of brought that damn crown everywhere. Or the cross, excuse me. The crown, too. It's... Yeah, that's... uh, It's tough. It's tough to lie to your family. But sometimes it's easier than having to explain your reasoning for why you didn't go or what not. Which is crazy because I actually was supposed to go to another show last night. But my body was just telling me, nah, nah, son. Just can't do it. Can't do it like that no more. So I'm such an idiot. I shouldn't have gone out Friday and I could have went out last night because I had two tickets to go see GTA play at the Echoplex. And GTA are some dope, uh, dope duo. Um, they make some cool jams, some good times ahead. Shit, so fucking missed it, man. Fucking missed it, and I was looking forward to that show, but 
when I closed my eyes around like 5.30, opened them up, it was already past 10, this wasn't going to happen, and everybody I kept checking to see if they wanted to go, everyone kept falling through with me, so I guess it was fate, fate for me not to go, there are some tickets I want anyway, so yeah, you win some, you lose some, here's what it is, you live to play into the game. Oh man, but yeah, coming up to on the Easter and the end of Lent, it's just uh, the end of uh, time of sacrifice in the Catholic Church, and that is something I tried to do. I don't think I did a good enough job at, and I think that's something that I just got to get better at. And you know, I can come on a couple different facets for me. I get really, really really in the pocket about certain stuff or I just don't you know explain outside of my comfort zone get really into that routine and when I was out of a routine that's something I really crave but sometimes it's it's too too much in certain aspects and other times it could be real helpful I think one thing I definitely need is I'll probably be needed a tea break sometime soon so put down the the lighter and not smoke for a little bit because I think the tolerance is just way, way, way too high. I'm debating as to when that should probably take place because I got some some stoner activities planned for the month of April and I think I'm going to carry through with a lot of those. So it might be until May when that happens. So stay tuned. I'll keep you all posted. But it's been a while since I've had to do one. I had to put myself through something like that. Mm. Marijuana's kind of been my medication. It's kind of helped keep a lot of uh, of the demons at bay, a lot of my emotions in balance. Helps me relieve some day-to-day pains and aches. It just just, just, just feels good. I find it a pleasant uh, state of mind to be in. And I get pleasure in that. So it is my right as a grown adult here in this beautiful and wonderful um, state of California. I don't know why I almost said country. Very well could be, but that's another topic for another day. But the other thing, just get better with all the little things. I got to follow through a lot better. There's a lot of little things that fall through the cracks. And I got to do a better job of like writing shit down. I think I've done a lot of better job of that at my work. I think initially, just in the past, just I had really good meticulous notes, and that was where I based off a lot of my my work or my studies. And then moving forward, I just gotten less and less more more lazy with it. And then with the work environment too, I think I kind of got into the into that routine, into that groove that I'd be able to pick stuff up here and there, and that's kind of dropped off. I need to rely on my notes a lot more. So get the thoughts out on paper. And I think this is what this is constructive uh, towards as well. Just being able to get my thoughts out just in general, out into the atmosphere. As we continue though, yeah, another thing. I've just been... I've been pretty consistent with going to the gym, but... 
I definitely know I can take this shit at a whole nother level and it's with my dieting because my diet's just been really, really, really hit and miss. Still recovering from kind of being like broke as fuck, we shall say, for about a year or so. You know, the type where you're counting up your quarters and your dimes and your nickels just to see how much, uh, how many packs of Top Ramen you can get from uh, Food for Less or something like that, you know. It was uh, slim pickings, so my option for meals is definitely broadened again to where I can afford to actually eat healthier now. So that's some options that I actually have to choose willingly. And that's been tough. It's been tough on myself, on my palate. Because I'm somebody that's just, uh, you know, I'm a recovering fat fuck <laughs> as a little kid. <laughs> you know, so one of the kids that grew up wearing husky just because he was uh, too ashamed probably to be wearing some adult clothes. Yeah, I was one of those. That was me. I kind of blame my family, but I kind of don't too. I mean, they were just given the eating habits of... Uh, you know, people in the past, and they're learning. They didn't necessarily know. We had some hearty ass meals growing up, man. Even if it was Mexican food, man, it was like pasta, bread, pizza, just dough, just just something, everything, just mm, tortillas. Oh goodness, steak and potatoes. Oh man, it was just amazing, amazing stuff. I love my mom's cooking, but goddamn, it did not help uh, the lonjas, <laughs> love handles, man. But there's no excuse. I've been living on my own <laughs> for a while now. Problem is just eating, uh, just the easy, quick option, and you know, handsome point. There lies a point. The reason uh, I probably felt bad this weekend. So I was eating like crap for the most part. Didn't really have a dinner Friday night. Saturday. Would I have a Denny's in the morning? Just like, uh, eh. Then it's not good, not good. I was eating, eating out late. Saturday night I had a quesadilla and then... Would I have like McDonald's? Dude, I had like McDonald's, Wingstop, Jack in the Box, freaking Tacos Los Carnales, and yeah, not the best. Bunch of chips and shit. Lots of Jameson. Some Jack Daniels. Some food bursts. Some bursts too, since we got to Sunday. That's almost Saturday too. What the fuck am I kidding? I fucking didn't make it. Yeah, so it's it's on me. It's on me to try to get him back into that better shape. I really do got to do it just to kind of spite everybody else. <laughs> I got to get that motivation somehow, somewhere or another. But it's been tough, man. I've been freaking... Uh, that calf injury that I've been dealing with, man, I think it just hasn't been going away. Uh, went for a run last week again on Saturday, actually. After I came home for a while. And I got about halfway through the run. Maybe not even. 
had to like slow down and started slowing down tried tried picking up and jogging again and damn that shit was painful it was like all up and down my right leg it wasn't really painful it was just numbing it's like my right foot got numb my right leg got numb like my toes it's always like concerning definitely so I had to like walk back home so now I don't know what I'm gonna do with that just another thing another thing to add to the list but regardless that diet is something I can definitely improve upon so that's it's definitely something that's gonna be an area of focus moving forward and I say that shit eating the crappy ass stromboli which is basically a freaking hot pocket on steroids <laughs> for dinner tonight but is what it is alright come on Mar. gotta fucking get that shit get it straight yeah at some point my fucking ultimate goal is to get under 205 and that's what be fighting like John Jones territory UFC t- light heavy or light uh, yeah light heavyweight so that would be my ideal ideal goal and I haven't been back down there since sophomore college junior college maybe no probably sophomore college maybe even freshman man I can never get to under 200 I think the lowest I got was like 202 203 so that's that's the goal that's the challenge ahead of me just gotta fucking work my ass off to get there so on my way but if I get enough muscle I might just ikshne on that shit that's the goal 205 see if I can get there I'm at north of 235 probably last time it was like 237 probably a little bit more than that so y'all know how far I gotta go but yeah anyway I'll change gears here give you a little recap of uh, what I saw a little bit in the sporting world this weekend we had uh my San Francisco Giants, they got the first two wins of the season, but then uh, followed that shit by getting the first two losses of the year, so uh, that's what you get. You're messing with uh, the big boys playing with the Dodgers. That'll be a close, close rivalry, I think, another uh, another time this year uh, for that division. We'll see what the D-backs and uh, the Rockies got to offer, but it's an even year, so I think the Giants might be trending a little bit uh, higher than they would otherwise. That's kind of how they work. They operate on like a two-year plan or something. Bochy's Bochy's got his genius. We just let him do do his job and just not complain. So we got that. Um, there was uh, the three additions: Austin Jackson, Evan Galangoria, and Andrew McCutcheon. I think they went like two for forty, two for forty-three, something like that. So not good, not a good start, but they're on their way. They're moving up. So we'll see what happens there. I know the A's started a little slow. It was good. Turned on the broadcast, and it was good to see that Dallas Braden's on the uh, part of the gig now. Out there in Oakland, it's good to see him on TV talking baseball. One of Stockton's very own. Former Stockton Port. Oakland A who threw perfect game on Mother's Day with his grandmama in the stands. That was pretty dope. 
I remember that. So shout out to Braden. Doing the thing on the Comcast Sportsnet broadcast there. And as we transition, though, it was a big fight weekend for all you boxing fans out there. All uh, all 200 of us <laughs> remaining. Yeah, this heavyweight division, man, this is... Uh, things are heating up. It's getting interesting here because we got Anthony Joshua besting Joseph Parker through 12 rounds. It was uh, a bit of a tame fight. A lot of people call it a boring fight, but... It's so more of a technical bout. Definitely wasn't a slugfest as some people thought. You could tell Parker was very wary of the power potential behind Joshua. And Joshua as well played it a little safer. He was the one definitely dictating the fight. He was controlling the the ring, the dimensions of the ring, moving around laterally pretty well. Not giving uh, Parker too many options, and Parker had to be a little bit smarter in terms of how he could enter. And that ref, man, that ref would just kept fucking breaking it up every single fucking time the two dudes got in a little bit of in a clinch. So Parker really couldn't work the inside. And I know the ref was French. Joshua's British, and Parker's from New Zealand, of Samoan descent, I believe. So there could be some biases there. Definitely a possibility. Not going to say one thing or the other, but it definitely um, seemed that the road to that victory was a lot easier for there for Joshua than for Parker. Because uh, Joshua had that reach advantage. He's a little quicker, a little more powerful. But Parker, maybe a little bit more craftier fighter. Just uh, didn't have enough opportunities to kind of show that off in the clinch in the middle so obviously the next lead up is definitely going to be Wilder versus Joshua that's what everybody wants to see and that's like the only logical next step to make now will the promoters decide to draw the shit out and make them fight one or two more opponents before we get to that mega, 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 ultra, super duper fight. Unification bout. All five belts on the line. Whew, on some big boy shit. Man, I want to see that happen. I want to see it happen this year. Don't know if it's going to happen this year. Possibly beginning of next year. But regardless. If they fight anybody but each other, it's going to be a tune-up fight. And those kind of suck, but they're understandable at the same time. I mean, both these guys, their primes are kind of running parallel with each other. So if they're just stalling for the other dude to kind of slip up, I mean, they might be waiting a fucking long time. And I think both fighters want to fight each other. It's just the promoters type kind of thing, always getting in the way a little bit. Trying to look for out for their fighters. I know, I know, I get it, I get it. But as a fan, as a sweet science fan, you just want to see the fucking Goliaths go at it. You want to see them brawl. So hopefully we get to see that sometime soon. And yeah, more life into the heavyweight division, which is what it really needs. 
So we'll see how that is, shakes out. And tonight, got to watch a little bit NCAA finals action here. Got uh, Villanova. City of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia. They win their second out of three NCAA tournaments, which is pretty damn remarkable considering how fucking tough it is to win one. In my lifetime, I think they're looking it up. Duke won in 91-92, so I was alive for the second one. Bye. Actually, no, I probably wasn't. I was born in April. But yeah, we'll count anyway. So they got Duke. I think they say Kentucky won in like 94-96. And Florida. They won 2006-2007. With Joaquin Noah. Corey Brewer. Tarian Green, Al Horford. Man, those are some those are some good ass teams. Yeah, so they won back to back. And uh, Nova, this Nova team just won two out of the last three. Made it to the last three championship games, if I'm not mistaken, which is fucking crazy. In college basketball, with the the roster turnover and all that. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It's like uh, seeing this whole broadcast as somebody who's like really kind of tuned out of college sports and not really paid attention to that as much, man. But fucking Mark Emmerich, that dude had like the smug look of a goddamn happy plantation owner after looking the at that uh, passing the championship on over to the Villanova players, man. Because that dude is raking in that money. All these players are happy to be there, and you kind of feel for them too because they're probably they're being exploited. And they probably know. But there's nothing really they can do. They're kind of just stuck in the scenario and the situation. And they just got to play it out. But he's definitely happy. There's a lot of excitement in this tournament this year. And they 16 seed, beat a number one. We had a number 11 seed, Loyola of Chicago, make it all the way to the Final Four. We had like a lot of favorites like University of Arizona and Kentucky drop out. Duke ended up uh, losing to Kansas on a controversial play. Michigan had uh, some buzzer beaters. Yeah, man, there was craziness in this tournament this year. And uh, you definitely know that drives uh, his uh, um, bankroll number going upwards. Like the motherfucking... I don't even know. <laughs> what was I going to say? The New York Stock Exchange. You see the numbers moving all the goddamn time. That's what you see freaking Mark Emmer's bank account look like. NCAAs too. But, yeah, it was very funny, man. It's just it's like so interesting to listen into like the, the commentators, like the, the guys who stick around and like cover it for CBS and Turner and ESPN and all these guys. And <laughs> the way they talk about players when they uh, project the teams like for the next year. It's like, oh, man, yeah, they're going to lose him to the NBA. And it's like, god damn, it's almost like they had a death in the family. It's like, geez. It's like, yeah, Villanova, they're going to definitely lose Bridges and Brunson. They're going to play pro ball. It's like, man, what a downer, man. They could have earned money to go fucking play the sport they love and they grew up playing. It's like, geez. I get it. I get it. They're, they're kind of one-track-minded. They're focused in on the, you know, the... What's giving them money? So, 
they're paying him to talk about the college game. So I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny the different perspectives you get. You got one side. It's kind of like, man, we all going. I'll stick around. Y'all should play for my happiness because <laughs> you play for my team or my school. Versus being an independent, you know, commodity, able to earn a living in the sport. And granted, if you can't make it to the NBA, then there's other options out there too. And at least there should be should be some more better options for the lower levels. It's not everybody's got to be a first round draft pick or even a, you know lottery pick. You know, I think we've talked about this before. It's the the way the European professional sporting system works or is set up. There's so many other opportunities for you to kind of fill in here and there. And basketball is like one of those sports where, you know, you can make your uh, plier trade in other countries and other places. You might have to learn a different language, get used to different customs, but hey, it's doable. Think about the other people who freaking come to the U.S. and do the same thing in reverse. So people got to be grateful. Just got to be willing to work hard and be able to adapt. Got to be adaptable. But, yeah, there's my two cents there. Just, uh, I guess, yeah, just a little bit uh, of thoughts getting off my chest. It's kind of what I've been up to. We'll see what happens here as the, as the NBA season kind of rolls along as we're getting towards the end of the uh, regular season. The playoffs are coming up in a couple of weeks, so shit's getting exciting. I'm fucking amped. Should be a good one. We see Steph Curry is out. Until, uh, I think they said the second round. They probably won't even need him. Just as long as they got Katie and uh, Draymond. And Clay as well, too. Man, this freaking team's loaded. If they're fully healthy, I can't see them being stopped. Thing is, they're not fully healthy. So, I can't see them being stopped, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, we'll see how Houston can hit all their gears at the right time. The playoff Houston's good as good as regular season Houston. Because that's been a, a bugaboo for D'Antoni is his teams will look uh, like world beaters in the regular season. And then in the playoffs when you got to make those uh, really smart key adjustments from game to game and possession to possession, quarter to quarter. Uh, sometimes his teams haven't been able to do so. And he's been bested by guys like Popovich and J- Jackson. So, yeah, those dudes aren't too too bad. Ain't no damn slouches. So we'll see how that goes. In the East, you still got Braun. Celtics still aren't healthy. Kyrie's not there. Toronto's still looking solid. Yeah, I think that's most of it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a lot of what ifs. But it'll be exciting, though. Exciting playoffs. Oh, yeah, Joel Embiid, he's missing some time. He got an orbital bone fracture. Freaking Kevin Love, man, he's having a rough-ass year. He's had a rough-ass few years, man. He's just getting injured all left and right, and I feel for him. He had some tooth knocked out, and I think he was in concussion protocol because he got in the damn face. Um, all i got to say, and uh, all my thoughts and prayers, too, and uh, everything as much as I can to Patrick McCaw. 
who took a nasty fall against the Kings the other day. He's on the Warriors. So I saw him get stretchered off. That was not a good sight. So hopefully he has a nice speedy recovery and all that noise. But uh, for Kings fan, still can't wait until that damn draft lottery, how that shit shakes out. I think it'll be the second round when they, they do that. They say they usually do it. So that's the next exciting thing as a Sacramento fan that's uh, upcoming. Sightseeing, maybe Bogdan Bogdanovich put up a couple more 20-point efforts. Which are, it's always fun to watch. He might be my favorite player now. He's a fucking gunner. He's a gunner, Nelson. Oh, yeah. Speaking of MMA, USC, I think I want to say 223 is coming up the following weekend. Crazy fucking news that happened. Tony Ferguson had to pull out again against Khabib Nurmagomedov. I think it's the fourth time this fight has fallen through. Fucking insane. So he apparently hurt his knee. He's got to have surgery now. And he did it while on the set of uh, UFC on Fox or UFC Tonight or one of those things on Fox. He's basically doing media and he hurt himself. That freaking blows. That's like the most unfortunate thing ever. Especially the dude who really wants to put it all out there. It's sad. It's sad. But what's even crazier though, the replacement fight, Max Holloway versus Khabib. Yo, what the fuck, man? Out of nowhere, on six days notice, little Max blessed Holloway. About to take on the fucking warrior from Dagestan. Goddamn fucking ox. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a good one. Because I think Holloway, he's got really good takedown defense, but there's nobody like Khabib. Khabib, man. That dude's a fucking monster. Like a goddamn python mixed with a fucking, I don't know. A bull, an ox, a bear, whatever strong-ass animal you want to put up there. Fucking T-Rex, I don't know. Brontosaurus, I don't fucking know. This dude is just an unreal, unreal. Weighs on everybody. And he just beats the shit out of you once you're on the ground. So we'll see if Holloway can avoid that. See Max in almost any style, every style of fight, except for with the crazy good grappling on Khabib's level. Because I don't even know if there's anybody else who's on his level when it comes to that. Like strictly MMA wrestling. Yeah, he's uh, he's in his own world. He's in his own fucking stratosphere. So that's fucking interesting as hell. So we'll see what happens there. I think Rose Namajunas is... Uh, Fighting again with uh, Joanna Jerzejczyk with the rematch. That's going to be a good fight, also. Shout out to Rose Thug Namayunas giving the best post fight speech in the octagon I think I've ever seen. That shit was incredible. Just be a good person. And I think we'll end the podcast on that note. So, you'll see 223. That shit's going to be bumping on Saturday. So I'm going to try to catch that shit.
Yeah, you should too. So we can talk about it. We can keep up. Anyway, it has been episode number 16. Once again, tune in, follow along. This has been the Puro Caballero Show. You can follow me, your host, Morada Mario Caballero, on Twitter and Instagram, at Puro Caballero. That's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. And you can follow along on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. Just search The Puro Caballero Show, and I'll be the one that comes up there. Give me a follow, give me a listen, give me a download, show some love, and be a good person. Just got to be good people. That's all we got here to do. And this has been episode 16. Signing off. Hasta la próxima. Yee!